Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Damon. This is the Amazing Nerd Show. Christian, I'm a little depressed. Why? After 60 years, Toys R Us is going out of business. I mean, it was one of my favorite childhood places. It's still one of my favorite places. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm a little sad. <sighs> um, not only is it just nostalgia, though, I feel like it really, like... I don't think people fathom... Like, how it's going to actually hurt the toy industry. I mean, they had over 400 stores in the U.S. market. A lot of brands are only featured at Toys R Us, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you know, on the shelves, like NECA and stuff like that. Yeah, you can get them online, but you don't get a lot of NECA, like, stuff, you know. Well, I'm assuming it's the, the big online box market stores. that crashed Toys R Us. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And the big box stores, though. Walmart, Target, they can't compete with their prices. That's that's the major issue. They're no longer the cheapest place to go to. Yeah. Um, so there is a rumor out there right now that there is another company, I guess, who does like the Bratz toys and a few other things looking to actually buy the name Toys R Us and keep mm. um, a handful of the stores open. By handful, I mean a couple hundred. Mm. <laughs> um Hopefully it'll be in the Chicagoland area. <laughs> well, I mean, we're a major city. Come on. I'm the kind of collector who likes to hunt. Mm. You know? I mean, I do buy online. I am one of those assholes who probably ended up, you know, putting them out of business. But <laughs> <laughs> I do like to go, you know, on the hunt. I like the thrill of the hunt. I mean, my I last like... birthday, I went to a Toys R Us. Because yes. I needed to kill time. and Yes. I don't want to grow up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Toys R Us kid. Mm. So it breaks my heart a little. It really does. So the news slowly started coming out. There's rumors happening in the last couple of weeks that this might be happening. They were seeing as soon as this week, they thought that like all of them could be shutting down their doors. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were kind of celebrating like, oh, imagine the deals that they'll have. And I'm like, well, yeah, but then imagine a year where there's no Toys R Us exactly. anymore, you know? And there's so many scalpers out there right now. It makes it so hard to find shit. You know, I mean, online stores get their, you know, inventory bought up so quickly that, you know, a guy who doesn't want to spend $50 for, you know, a $20 figure, mm. you know, doesn't have a chance. So it, I don't know. It's a little depressing. So don't yeah. cry, David. <laughs> Too late. I might have shed a tear already. Um, but yeah, so to start off on a downer. <laughs> well, we'll keep the hits rolling. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, what are we talking about this week, man? Oh, we are talking comics, we're talking Fastlane, we're talking Raw and SmackDown, we're going to keep going on the road to WrestleMania. You know what we're not talking? Jessica Jones. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I only made it through seven episodes. So, like I said last episode, I have a family life, I tried my best, (laughs) but didn't make it. I I literally had to stop myself from watching it all in one day. Wow. That's impressive. (laughs) I literally, I I had three episodes more. Were you, was it a, like a Saturday or something? Yeah, it was like Saturday. I, okay, because um, I was like, there's not enough hours in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like, I'm going to start watching at 12, and I'll just see where it goes. 
Because it's a solid 50 minutes an episode, mm-hmm. too. It's not even like one of those, like, oh, it's like 43 minutes. Well, well, there's some times where it's short. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely tell. Because I'm only through <laughs> seven. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, it was like nine o'clock, and I was like, I can save the rest for tomorrow. I got to wait till Fastlane comes out. So, so I apologize if people are tuning in. Thinking that you're going to get, like, a review of Jessica Jones. Oh, I mean, you're going to get one, but yes. it's going to come in episode 12. It's going to be a very in-depth one. Yes. I have a lot of questions to ask Damon. Okay. A lot of opinions I want to hear from him. Okay. So, I'm selling you on the next I, episode. Yeah. Now. Hopefully, it's not the same story for me next uh, episode. <laughs> I'm going to do my best, people. So, let's move on. Uh, what did you read this week? Um, read a lot, actually. Uh, read Infinity Countdown. All right, you want to do a little recap? Sure. Drax and the Nova Corps stand guard as the Raptors attempt to steal the Power Stone. No longer being able to keep the Power Stone hidden, Drax must find a way to send out a message to fellow Guardians for aid. But they also seem a bit in a sorry. They also seem to be in a bit of a fight of their own as they take on the Gardener. What did he think? I thought it was a fun story. It wasn't um like I thought it was going to be epic 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 we're gonna have you know this character's doing this in this area and this character's doing right? this in this area mm-hmm. i like they showed this um who had all the stones i'm like all right we're gonna see all these characters in the book yeah i kind of thought it was gonna be mm-hmm. like how prime was presented exactly you're kind of jumping from story to story you know different characters with different stones and getting a little piece of their stories here and there it was a breath of like fresh air to me like it really was i i liked that it was an isolated story mm-hmm. the first issue um, you know, do I want the whole series to be this way? No, because it's such a big cosmic mm. event, and I feel like they have so much to cover. Um, and I think there's only five issues plus tie-ins, of course. Yeah. Um, but I, overall, I thought it was a great story. I was I was invested the entire time. Um, this is the first time the Guardians to me felt like the Guardians from the screen. Mm. Um, so that was cool. Drax was particularly very fun in this. Yes, yes. It was a fun Guardian story. It really was. Um, it got me excited to see what's going to happen with the other stones, too. Mm. So, um, but yeah, it was it was interesting. It really was. Um, I loved the um, scene with the uh, Nova Corps. Um, I loved the uh, pregnant general, yeah. you know, standing. <laughs> Make her, me move. Yes, it standing her ground. I thought that was awesome. There's some really great moments. I thought there was great art in this. Um you know, and it, it, it seems, though, from the solicitations, we're following this story next issue also. So I'm wondering how they're really, you know, if, are they relying? Are they going to rely on the tie-ins a lot? Um, so it, it, I was just kind of taken aback from it. But, I mean, it was nice that the mm-hmm. story was able to breathe, you know, that we're following the Guardians and we're kind of, you know. I feel like it will be part of the next book. But it's not going to be the entirety. I think it's going to definitely start focusing more on another character and more of what else is going on. Now, we did get a moment at the end yeah. of the book where we are following Black Widow, who's alive. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she's popped up in other books. I believe she has kind of, right? I mean, at the end of uh, Secret... Was it Secret Empire? Yeah. She was definitely alive. They definitely hinted it to her. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I think Clint's right, too. Yeah, There's a book like, where, like... I know she's still here. Where and Clint like, actually goes for, like, on a hunt for her yeah. or something. Like, if people are getting knocked off, mm-hmm. you know, and Clint's like, I know. I know who's murdering these people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I know whose signature this is. So, I mean, it was a cool moment. So, you got Black Widow basically going to one of her safe houses 
and she's like only two people know of the safe house um and one's not with us any longer and i don't think captain america's you know you know able to come here now since he's busy doing yeah. his you know his little tour his i'm sorry tour <laughs> um so and then we find the stone the the was it the space stone the space stone in the toilet bowl yep <laughs> <laughs> with a little note saying watch this for me and it's signed L, which is obviously Logan. Logan yes. So that was my favorite moment yeah. of the entire book. It's just like <laughs> it was just a great moment. The power stone in the toilet. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but that was a cool moment. A so who stone, knows sorry. what happened? Space stone. Yeah, I can't keep them straight. It's okay. <laughs> they've changed them though, so they, they they've actually mm. retconned the stones. So in the last like ten years, so that has changed. And I don't know if it was to change it like. To match up with, like, the cinematic universe. Probably. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, anyway. But yeah, I, I'm wondering what the hell happened. You know, because last we saw, Wolverine did have the stone mm-hmm. um, in his possessions when he kind of confronted, or Loki confronted him. So I'm wondering what happened since then. So we'll, we'll see. So we'll I, I'm out. on board. You know, mm-hmm. it was definitely a fresh take on an event book. So. Yeah. Definitely. I We still haven't been announced to anything else, right? Of, like... An Infinity War happening after this, or... No, no, but I feel like it's just going to naturally lead mm-hmm. to something. I wouldn't be surprised if we get that announcement in the next couple weeks, or like a month or so. Because it it's a countdown. Yeah. So I feel like we're counting down to something, like a bigger event, you know? And I, I mean, I know Marvel, <laughs> so I'm not going to be fooled by this. <laughs> um, and this book felt small enough where yeah. I could definitely see it. They do like their summer events. Yes, Yes, and we will. Although this goes into the summer, though this ends in July. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know. This is just a different format that they had mm-hmm. had in the you know the recent years. So, which I kind of like. We'll see if I'm you know sing the same tune <laughs> <laughs> in the next couple months. With a lot more pages to go. Yes, right. All right. What else did you read? Uh, I read X Men Red. All right. What's going on with uh, the X Men? lot <laughs> a lot of political <laughs> drama we're getting into now because gene and company have been granted asylum in wakanda after the events of the un meeting the world is gearing the world is gearing up against mutants now more than ever after the falsified claims of gene murdering the uk ambassador while in hiding gene and company receive a distress call from a fellow mutant with technopath abilities claiming to be able to aid them in their cause the team heads out to India to convert or for covert rescue mission to save uh, the mutant tri- trinary. I think it's. I, I think how you right. pronounce it. I think so. <laughs> I mean, it works with trinary? like binary versus trinary. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's some kind of computer nerd term. So <laughs> I'm surprised you don't know it, Christian. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, trinary seems to be about right. That's what I read it as. Hmm. But you know, whatever. Um, I enjoyed this book. Yes. You know, I once again, it's not like I'm, you know, if I just read a recap of it, I'd probably be like, eh, I could probably pass on this. But reading the book, it's very well written. Um, I care about the story. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I said, I'm not a huge Gene fan. I never was. Um, but I'm more of a Phoenix fan, if you will. And this is just pure Gene. Yeah. So um, it's interesting for me to actually be enjoying it. Jean Grey story and it seems like she's got a mission and that's what I am enjoying mm-hmm. 
Um, there was no Cassandra Nova in this book at all, which I thought was, you know, daring because they kind of introduced her as the main villain in the last book. Mm-hmm. And we don't see her at well, all. Her presence is there. Yeah, a little. And it's, it's I'm assuming at. Uh, that's what for the uh, people that don't fall down when Jean says sleep to everyone. Yeah. I'm assuming that's was her minions at that point. Yeah, but that would, but I mean, it's just hinted at. It's not like completely mm-hmm. like they don't have a conversation or anything. Usually you introduce a big villain like that, you know, you follow up the next, mm-hmm. you know, issue. But it was still a good story. I wasn't disappointed with it. You know, I love all the like political subtext that's going on in this book. It's very current. It's very mm-hmm. now. Um, everything is resonating, you know, with the times. It's daring. So I could see, like, this turning off a lot of people, you know, who aren't like-minded. Um, True. I am like-minded, so I'm enjoying <laughs> the hell out of it. Um, it. It's interesting, you know. I think this is probably, God, this is one of the, I don't know. I mean, social commentary-wise, I feel like this is the most a Marvel book has to say right now, currently. You know. Um, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's dealing with a lot of issues trying to change the world. And I think... This yeah. is very um what is it? I don't know what it, what it is about this book. It's just very well written. Yeah. And I've, I've they're enjoyed tackling a lot of major things. Mm-hmm. Um they're talking about um uh pain quality, you mm-hmm. know. Uh they're talking uh, just uh just race inequality all mm-hmm. together. Um and they're not doing it in broad strokes. They're tackling it head on which I find refreshing, you know. It's just different from a Marvel book mm-hmm. in general. I mean the X-Men has always been, you know, kind of a metaphor for, yeah, you know, exactly. you know, as civil rights issues. Mm. But this is definitely very on the nose and they're not scared from it, which is great. Um, yeah. So, I mean, pick up this book. You know, I'm interested to see where it goes, really. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, team wise, like, I didn't know anything about Gentle. Oh, yeah. You know, and I, I'm interested. He's Wakandan. I had no idea. Mm. Um, and like his powers apparently is like killing him slowly. Yeah, and it was what was interesting was at the at the end of this book, and they show kind of like what's coming up next. They show Gentle being part of the team. Uh huh. Yeah. So because it just... seems like he's just there in the background, and mm-hmm. they kind of explain who he is and why he can't use his powers. Mm-hmm. They just kind of meditate. It's like, oh, so he's he's going to be hurting himself. To he wasn't in the background well. of the the first issue, though. Was he there? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, I thought, for some reason I thought he was there when um, there uh, when uh, Jean goes to talk to yeah T'Challa. or they're in Cerebro right at one point in the first issue oh I didn't notice at least yeah I don't know maybe it was a different character I'm mistaken I'm not sure but yeah so it, it's kind of a cool way to introduce the character because I really didn't know much about the character the fact that he's so powerful that he's got Hulk level powers mm-hmm. um, but it's killing him so I mean. It, I, that's the kind of character I can get behind. It's different. It's fresh. Do you, do you think this team is going to have a revolving door of characters entering and leaving? Because Namor was not a part of this. No, and he but he's still, when they showed the roster at the end of the book, he's definitely mm. one of the characters that they showed. Gambit hasn't even showed up yet. And yeah. He's also on there, which I was surprised by. I think I saw him in one of the um. I think he's coming in the next episode. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I... I, I, I I'm I'm pleasantly surprised with this book right now, so I, I recommend it. Mm-hmm. What else might you recommend? I could recommend Avengers: No Surrender. 
Yeah, did you read both 9 and 10? I sure did, Christian. Let me give you a recap. Another pyramid has been added to the game, smack dab in the middle of the hospital where Beast and Wasp are taking care of Jarvis. Beast is in the midst of a breakthrough to cure Jarvis uh, and is faced with a morality decision. Grab the pyramid or cure his friend. It's a race against time for both Beast and Wasp as the rest of the Avengers are scattered out after facing the Lethal Legion and the Black Order. What did you think? I really enjoyed that this was a smaller group story. I like that it was Beast and uh, the Wasp trying to figure out. Because, I mean, the last few books, has they've just been useless characters just trying to help Jarvis while the rest of the teams are out fighting everyone. Yeah, they're kind of backstory. Mm. You know, absolutely. Because they, yeah, they're literally just been in a hospital room. This literally just jumps them into the forefront. Yes, especially with the pyramid being mm. right there. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a cool gimmick with all the ghosts and spirits, mm. you know, in the hospital attacking Makes too. sense. Yeah. Where else are dead people going to show exactly, up? Exactly, right? <laughs> um, it made me care more about the Wasp mm. um, and her motivations for being there. And it made me, I don't know, it gave more depth to the relationship of her and Jarvis. Yes. You kind of really, you know, see how much Jarvis means to her. To the point where she's willing to sacrifice herself for this situation. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, and then I, I feel like it just, I feel like I haven't seen this beast in a long time. The beast has been weighed down a lot in the X books with, you know, all the choices that he's made, all the bad decisions he's made in the last like five years. So it's nice to see this like Avengers. Mm beast who kind of doesn't have that back history at least it's not being touched upon mm. you know in this book you well, know, they don't need he, to get into his politics yes because there's a lot there <laughs> you know pulling the original five into the whole you know time stream yeah just a mess so they've really messed with that character a lot in the last like five ten mm. years so this is kind of refreshing for me to see beast in this light like oh i remember loving this character i will say him just finding what was really hurting Jarvis just kind of like, I don't know what about it just was just like, Oh, it was just that easy. Oh, it wasn't this after all. It was just this. You're talking about once he's actually in his like bloodstream. No. Um, when he's actually looking into a microscope and he's like, Oh, well, I didn't check it under this setting. So that's how I did. <laughs> that's why we did. Yeah. Know it. It's okay though. <laughs> I get it. I, get it. I, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, but at least they've been spending the last how many issues trying to figure it out. Yeah. So, but yeah. You would think you'd check all the lenses, <laughs> mm. you know, first, but whatever. Um, you know, I'm not a scientist. What do I know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that happens all the time. Mm. Who knows? Yeah, but I thought it was a good a good issue. And what do you think about the Voyager? Were you surprised? No. Right? <laughs> the solicitation was, was kind of hinted wait, at it. Well, I was kind of waiting for this to happen from the beginning. So Jarvis wakes up, basically. Spoilers. Mm. Um, you know, and if you're listening to this episode, spoilers. We don't say spoilers much, mm. but spoilers for the whole... <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about something. Spoilers. Yes, we don't so, have too much control. Yes, yet. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Jarvis wakes up, and one of the first things he says, it's... It's, it's all a lie! Up, right? Um, and then they Voyager pops up, and she teleports the pyramid away. Mm-hmm. And without touching it, though. Yeah. So she doesn't, like, destroy herself. She somehow is able to teleport this thing away. And we don't know exactly why. Mm. Um, until we get to No Surrender number 10, which also came out this week. Um, and the start of this issue, we're living through the many deaths of the Hulk. 
So, and actually in issue nine, we do see the Hulk is mm. now part of the game. The challenger has, you know, somehow brought him, you know, into the forefront and has called upon him. And he's one of his games. The Immortal Hulk. Yes, yes. And he's going to have his own series yes. in a couple of months. You know, which actually looks pretty badass. But we'll get to that. So we start off uh, this issue living through the many deaths of the Hulk. And uh, until basically Bruce comes to terms with what he's already always known, the Hulk can't die. So it's a pretty cool setup. You are seeing like all these t- different times mm. with like throughout history that the Hulk has died or thought has been thought to be dead. Um, and there's this whole like narration going on where Bruce is kind of coming to terms with this, you know, that, you know, I just can't die, man. I know. That's <laughs> insane because um, he wants to he die. He wants to die. And it's interesting too because they show, um, you know, an unseen scene, if you will, during that happens during the whole Civil War II series where it's him talking to Hank and explaining exactly, you know, why he wants to die and how he wants mm. to die. So that was a pretty cool callback. Um, we also find out the true origin of the Voyager. Is she friend or foe? So um, what did you think about the Voyager reveal? I mean, I don't know if I like that she's the Grandmaster's daughter. Yes. I kind of wish Spoilers, she was... Spoilers, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was spoiler as it gets. Yes, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't like, I mean, I wanted her to be her own entity. Like, she's, like, completely not a part of this game. I mean, they're still going to go down that route where she seems to be a rogue in this type of... Yeah, so it seems like he knew that she was on the board Mm -hmm. and she was working with him. Um, He calls her, like, his, like, ace up his sleeve or something like that. Um, That he's always used throughout time, Mm -hmm. you know, to win certain games. Um, but this one time she's actually working on her own. She, he does not know exactly what she's up to. Mm. He thinks, you know, she, she's one of his game pieces, but it seems like she's working for herself. So she's teleported the pyramid into Avengers mansion, into one of their vaults and none of the Avengers can get into it. And the grandmaster is kind of taken aback by this. So I, I thought it was interesting. Um, it's not the big reveal that I was hoping. Mm. I thought it was going to be like a character from the past, someone that we recognize or something. I think we were guessing, or I was guessing that it was uh, Val uh, Richards. Yeah, I had the point. crazy idea that it was Valerie and Cubic. And <laughs> there are a lot of theories, but yeah. I'm not one of those nerds who get pissed off when their theories don't come oh, true. Because there are a lot of people out there, apparently. Um, so, I mean, I think this is what makes it fun, is mm. the whole guessing game of it all. Um, but, and if we are right every time, then anyone can write this shit, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, hopefully this is going to be a better story than what I had in my head. Because I even started thinking, because Century, actually, is having a book. They, mm. He's part of the whole Fresh Start thing. And I was like, is this Century? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Because this would have been totally up his alley. His crazy-ass alley. Um, but yeah, so it seems like she's kind of like rogue and doing her own thing. So she's the wild card, if you will, mm. of this game. So um, the Hulk attacks the Avengers Mansion and he's come to face to face with a, you know, kind of broken down Red Hulk who's in the uh, U.S. Patriot um, armor now to face him. Mm. So we're going to get a big battle next next issue. Big huge battle. Should yes. be fun. Hopefully. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Maybe it's quick. So yeah, and the Hulk actually runs across uh, the Lethal Legion and crushes 
Captain Glory's spine. So, yeah, this is not... <laughs> uh, yeah, this is not a happy Hulk. Mm. So he's definitely on a rampage. Nor, right the, nor should he ever be. No, no, no. That would kind of <laughs> go against everything <laughs> this character's about. Mm. So pure rage is what's happening right now. Um, I don't know if he's completely mindless. I don't know if he's actually being controlled by the challenger. It seems like he's definitely being manipulated. Mm. Um, but I don't know if he's just in a complete like mindless. Well, this was supposed rage. to be the challenger's ace, correct? That's yes. The way he kind of presented yes, it. and it seems like you know he's the one. But there's a narration going on in the beginning, so I feel like he has some mm. you know idea of what's happening. And it's funny because the issue before this, they both talked about don't cheating and stuff like that. Yeah, and they both course have these cards and these exactly of course of course (laughs) so but yeah so uh, all in all it was a good issue you know i mean i'm not thrilled with the whole you know voyager reveal but it hasn't like derailed Mm. there's enough issues to make it something more important yes interesting exactly yeah it has not derailed my interest in this book at all so and there's six more issues left all right what do we got next uh, I have Mr. Miracle. All right. And that would be uh, Mr. Miracle is a new father and high father for some reason. <laughs> because they don't show him fighting the other high father. Yeah, where do we leave off with last issue? Literally, he walks into the room. The throne room, right? Yes. He's going to face the high father. Mm-hmm. They okay. joke around, say, you're going to win, it's fine, just beat his ass. He finds out Hold that on. she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and then, So this has got to be a good... Because she's having the baby, this issue. This whole issue is them in the delivery room. At least six months later. (laughs) Yeah, so it's at least six months. At least six months later. And we find out that he is the High Father now. That he's defeated Orion. Mm -hmm. And typical Mr. Miracle style, hijinks ensues. Yes. I I was immediately started laughing when uh they go to the valet and the valet won't move the car for them even though they have um she's like having contractions needs to get into the ER yeah this is the the first new god <laughs> born on earth exactly. he literally tells him what's going on and he still doesn't care yeah mm. yeah um I I thought it was hilarious when the uh, female furies show up ah, yes. and they're all just in the waiting room you know like mm. a, any other family but all in costume full costume. Um, just Here, to, here's the blade I'm going to kill you yes. with so that you can cut open your wife. <laughs> a, a great moment. Um, just classic King, you know, in the mm. series, you know, bringing these, you know, insane characters and, you know, putting them in these like reality based situations, you know, and making them relatable because who hasn't dealt with your, you know, significant other's crazy, you know, family. Mm. So that's really what this felt like. Um, but yeah, I, I I enjoyed this issue. I I really hope that we're not on the schedule of every other month now. I'm hoping yeah. this was just kind of a break that they took. I'm I'm assuming it was just a break. I I think I looked at the next release. Uh, I don't know if it was four or five, so I'll have to look at it again. But okay. I hope so. Okay. Yeah, because I just want more of this. You know, King is just doing God's work mm. right now with this. Um, you know, this, like I said, I think we both said last year was our favorite book and it seems to be continuing that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, no, great book. It's Definitely. just funny to think, because when you think like typical, like comic books, especially the other books that we're even reading, it's good guys versus bad guys. It's all this 
you know, typical superhero nonsense. And then we have Mr. Miracle that's just hijinks and, like, playing with the kind of, like, concept of is any of this real? Is, is it all in his mind? There's a lot of different elements to it. It's There's like, a lot of depth to the story. Exactly. There's it's layers just... where you're not quite sure what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's all really entertaining, uh, but you don't know how much of this is, like, a hallucination. Exactly. Is this really going on? Is he dead? There's all these questions swirling around. The fact that we didn't even see the battle, you know, mm-hmm. to become the High Father, you know, leaves more doors open. Like, okay, did it even happen? Um, yeah. So I, another reason I know this was good because I was actually on the edge of my seat, not knowing if the baby was going to survive. Yeah, yeah. There is that moment. There is that moment because I was a little mm-hmm. concerned too. Um, so I'm like, know. this is the type of story that will go dark and have that baby not be alive. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would have been super depressing. <laughs> so I'm glad the baby lived. Um, but yeah, no, uh, just uh, if you haven't picked up this book yet, please do. Do yourselves yes. a favor. So I cannot recommend this any more than I already have, people. <laughs> um, I read Astonishing X-Men number nine. I have some thoughts. Um, but we'll yes. do we'll do our little recap. What was first. it about Demon? <laughs> I'm not quite sure. <laughs> so we pick up where last issue left off with the X-Men having to save X and Psylocke from Porteus's reality warping power. Afterwards, the X-Men follow the villain to a small town in Scotland where he does his own little experiment by giving the people everything they want. Just be careful what you ask for. Damon, what would you ask for? For this podcast to be over. <laughs> I'm exhausted. No, 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 no. I'm having a blast. Um, so... <laughs> it's like 11 o'clock at night. We're a little tired here, people. Um, so, I don't know. This issue was a little lackluster to me, you know? And I don't know if... Did it feel like a filler? Not a filler. It just felt like a continuation of the story, but just the moments haven't been big enough. After the first arc, they really hit the ground running, and this issue just kind of, I don't know, it just, the pacing seemed weird Mm. to me. The fact that, you know, we had the big moment at the end of the last book where, you know, Psylocke and Axe are twisted up together, and then, you know, you're kind of left on the edge of your seat wondering what's happening. Mm. They resolve it really quickly, you know, and they figure it out really quickly. And I know they faced the character before, so they kind of have an idea what they need to do to, you know, help them. Mm. Psylocke and um, X, but... I don't know. They were pretty mangled. Yes, they were pretty mangled. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it... It was okay, and, you know, I'm not saying that I'm down on the book now, mm. but, you know, we'll see where it takes us. But, I don't know. It just, it wasn't up to snuff with the other issues. You know, and I, I'm not a big fan of the art so far. Okay. You know, with this arc. So, I, that's enough. I think that's another problem I'm having with it. Um, I like, we kind of get a, you know, an introspective look of what, like, Bishop's character is all about nowadays. You know, he really hasn't had many big moments mm. in this book so far, in the series so far. So, um, you know, you, you find out that, you know, he's been kind of hunting down all these signs of the apocalypse that he's seen in the past mm. from all his reality copying that he's done. So, um, 
he recognizes one of the signs um, that he sees um, during last issue. He sees, the, I think it's a green, the green sunset. Sun, yeah. yeah. So he recognizes that as a sign. Um, and you find out that, you know, he's kind of on this, like, redemption tour where he's, like, whenever he sees one of these signs, he does whatever he can mm-hmm. to squash it, you know, before the apocalypse happens. But he sees this green sun, and he's, now they're on the plane, um, you know, over X's body. They have to stab X to uh, s- separate him from Psylocke. Because um, metal's the cure, apparently. Mm. Wolverine, not knowing that X doesn't have yeah. um, <laughs> Phantom X's mutant healing power, uh, <laughs> is a little surprised, but not too, you know. Yeah, it's old. You know, yeah, it's what it is. <laughs> He's not too, you know, worked up about it. You know, mm. he had to do what he had to do. He stabs X. X says, I don't have his healing power, and kind of passes out. Um, Bishop is, you know, like standing over his body and he's telling Psylocke that he's a little concerned. Like, is this really Professor X? You know, because he's seen this, you know, green sun before in other realities. It usually means, uh, apocalypse is coming. Mm. Um, not the character apocalypse. No, yeah. I think he calls it the, oh God, what is it? Oh, the mind killer apocalypse. So, um... You know, they're kind of leaving it up I in the air. I think, didn't his computer say it was like 97% chance of apocalypse? Yeah, happening? something like that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, there's de- they're definitely like setting up where there's doubt, mm. like who X really is. Um, the fact that he's not really in Phantom X's body, that he just kind of, uh, he says that he used, used him to engineer yeah, stole his new, material. Yeah. New body. That's kind of weird. Um, a weird story choice. Mm. <laughs> so, but... I don't know. Um, we also find out that what Porteus is trying to do is he's trying to bring the astral plane to Earth. Why? I'm not quite sure. I mean, the astral plane seems like a great place. You can have whatever you want. And I guess why he's experimenting on the small town is to see what humans would do okay. with being able to, you know, have anything that and you as want. we've seen you give humans power <laughs> yes so right off the bat people start killing each other mm. so basically that's where the book ends you know so it, it's a good bridge book it's really kind of set it's more set up than anything mm. um it felt like a very quick read um but yeah yeah I, I i don't think it's really up to par with the first arc so far gotcha so but yeah that's that's where i'm at with the astonishing x-men I mean, I think X-Men Red has overtaken it as my favorite X book on the oh, market okay. right now. So far. I mean, that's two issues in. So I mean, I will have to catch up to uh, have that feeling or not. Because when I think X-Men Red, it's fantastic. But I still hold Astonishing above it at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying Astonishing's bad. Mm. But so far, like, I'm more looking forward to the next issue of Red gotcha. than I am Astonishing. And I mean, just a month or two ago, I was all astonishing. Mm. You know, I was, you know, marking my calendar for when it's, you know, getting released. So I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. And that's saying a lot because X-Men Red, once again, there are not many characters that I care about on that team. Mm. Like I could give a damn about Namor, you know, and Gambit hasn't even shown up yet. And even the art for Red has been a bit shoddy at times. Yeah. It's murky Mm. at best. It's very like weird murky art. It's not my cup of tea necessarily but the story is that good that's carrying it mm. so yeah yeah so that's pretty much it for the week in comics right i mean we read a good amount and we're going to keep reading 
Yeah. There's more coming out in the rest of this month, I can tell you that. All right. Well, let's get in the ring, man. Mm-hmm. Go. This is Stat Magician from the 12-Ounce Sports Podcast. We have a new radio station on TuneIn called 12-Ounce Sports Radio. You can also visit the radio station at 12OunceSports.com. It's 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Radio.com. Spell it out for him. With the O-Z. 1-2-O-Z-SportsRadio.com. Good job, stat guy. So, WWE Fastlane was this past weekend. Yes, capped off the weekend for us. Yes, a very long weekend for me. (laughs) (laughs) And a very Jessica Jones heavy weekend for you. Yes. So, uh, let's go through the card. Yes, we had Shinsuke Nakamura facing off against Rusev. Thoughts? It was Shinsuke Day. (laughs) It was. I liked how he sung it, though. Yes. I thought that was kind of... I was very worried that... If they were going to use that, they used it. Me and Christian off mic predicted that he was going to say I think it was this. on mic. I think it was, was on, it last on mic? episode. I was like, oh my God, what if they say Nakamura did? Oh, uh, and we thought that was just going to bury him. But they mm. did it in a way where it wasn't just horrible. Yes. It was kind of comical. And they gave this match time. Yes. I will say they did give this match time. It was a good match. Mm. I, I thought it was a solid start to the show. Um, You know, it wasn't just Nakamura going over Rusev yes. and burying him, you know, which I think was smart because. Rusev is so over right now. I mean, he was it was 50-50 cheers, really, for both of these guys. You know, and I don't know if the crowd just loves saying Rusev or they're just that behind his <laughs> character. But if they would have buried him, I think it would just made those cheers louder and louder. Mm. So I think it was smart to give him time. And Rusev is a talented wrestler. Um, so I thought it was a great use of him, and it was a great match. Overall. Yeah, I'm happy to see Rusev finally getting this kind of push in WWE. Yeah, I don't know the time for this match. Was it like I I felt like it was like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, it was around fifteen. Right, minutes. and I mean it's a small card, so a lot of these matches did get time. Mm. You know, which I enjoyed. So, but yeah, a, a great start to the pay per view, really. Um, next up was the United States Championship: Randy Orton versus Bobby Roode. Yes, Randy Orton is officially a Grand Slam winner after this match. Yes. Um, I enjoyed this match. It wasn't great. I felt like it could be mm. better. Um, you could tell Orton was actually excited about the match. You know, because there's definitely some outings he, he Orton He shows has. what he likes and doesn't like. Yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Well, there was a point where I think Rude hit him, or ch- like he slaps him across the chest, and there's this, this expression on Orton's face that just made me think, did he hit him a little too hard? <laughs> was uh, he a little stiffsky? <laughs> he was just kind of like. He just kept going. Oh, I see how it is. Kind of like that kind of uh, look in his eye. So did he get? Did he get a receipt? Uh no. They chopped back and forth a little bit later, okay. but it wasn't. It wasn't nearly where I but thought so it was, was going to be really, going. Yeah, because yeah. Orton will give receipts. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. Um, I thought the match was okay. It wasn't great. Mm. You know, it's not something super memorable. I do like the WWE playing up the whole Grand Slam yes. winner aspect of it. I feel like they don't do that enough. Mm. Um, you know, because other sports do this. They talk about records. They talk about, you know, achievements. And this is working something like this where they make the Grand Slam a big thing is a way to work different angles and make mm-hmm. things like this not seem like a downgrade for a wrestler the caliber a main of eventer Orton. of yeah, Orton exactly. right so I thought that was kind of cool you know so not it made only it a did big it, deal right? not only did it do that but it also 
brings up the title as well. Yes. It makes the people care about this title on Orin. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm kind of like, I didn't, like, they didn't really do any, like, lists where they showed you other Grand Slam winners. Yeah. You know, I know The Miz is one of them. Mm. So, um, but like, they, I'm wondering what titles they're considering. It's like the IC belt, the US belt. Because mm. before, they, there was a point where they would actually consider the European belt. And now that's, I don't think they're I guess considering so. that anymore. They did consider the tags. The tag belt. belts. And then, I'm guessing the world title. Yeah. Now, I wonder if they're ever going to get crazy. You know, if the brand switch ever, like, you know the brand split ever last long enough where they have like who's actually won all the titles you know like the smackdown belts and the raw belts like what would you even call that i feel like if anyone does it would be the new day at this point yeah but they have to win single belts you see them winning all the single belts maybe i mean maybe maybe. i i I, just can't see that i am actually old No one was a bigger Kofi mark than I was when he faced Orton, by the way. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> they totally shit the bed on that one, oh, yeah. right? Mm. Um, but anyway. But yeah, no, I I mean, I don't know. I don't think the Brands of the Blood is going to last long enough for them to even consider no. that. But that's another story. Mm. So, But yeah, I and this match was okay. It was just okay, you know. It wasn't as bad as it could have been. It wasn't as good as it could have been. Well, speaking of okay matches, next we had Natalia and Carmella versus... Becky Lynch and Naomi. I didn't even know this match was happening. <laughs> this felt like complete filler. It was a Twitter blood feud. Oh, God, whatever. That's, uh, that's how they explained it. Oh, that just makes my blood boil. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, whatever. Because what, was Becky and Carmella? Yeah. Okay, all right. This is such a waste of talent. If anything, it felt like it would have made more sense to have, I don't know, Becky and Naomi go against the Riot Squad. Since they've had all these issues. That's a good point, right? Storyline-wise. Yeah. Not you know? just some random Twitter arguments that they've yeah. had. I mean, or just respect the two talents who are going at it. Like, let Becky and Carmella have a good match. Mm-hmm. You know, just give them the time. Let them have a match. You're not really doing much with either of them. Exactly. You know? and Especially that, Carmella. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. They need to elevate Carmella having the women's money in the bank. She's got to attempt to cash in soon. So I mean, they can always wait until the next Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which they have done that before. It'll be like the week before or something like that. When do you think she attempts the, the cash-in? Right now, especially with what we found out later, I'm hoping I'll, at least not for a while. What if she defeat? What if she's the one who defeats Asuka? Like, Asuka wins the belt, and you then know she can't <laughs> it. It would do wonders for Carmella's career. Talk about the heat she would get. Exactly. Oh my god. That would be insane. I can't see them doing that. I think Especially we, at Mania. I think we even had a Twitter conversation with someone recently about um, Carmella going over both of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. The only way I could see that happening is like if Charlotte, like retains the yeah. belt you know and then you know they go ahead not getting ahead of ourselves you know <laughs> ourselves because we haven't even spoiled that yet mm. um next match is the tag team championship match uh between the usos um and new day and honestly this was the first time i got excited of the night really because i knew nakamura was going over mm-hmm. i i didn't really have much interest in orton versus uh, rude and then Car- Carmella and Natalia versus Becky. I didn't even know what's happening, right? <laughs> it, it just, like, it sucked. 
sucked the life out of the yeah, movie. Yeah, that for was me. totally the bathroom break match. Yeah, uh, this match got me really excited, and I loved seeing them all work. They always put on good matches against each other, but then having the Bludgeon Brothers come out and just decimate, decimate. them, decimate them, go over Road Warrior style. Yeah. That's what I liked. They really put the Bludgeon Brothers mm. over, you know, as a you know monster team, which was do great you, to do see. you think those hammers are foam? I don't know because the you know the thing is with foam you could see them bounce mm. so they seem and I, and I believe they hit them sometimes so if they are foam it might just be partially foam and because I I know they hit at least the sides of them yeah so they make a noise so it might be like the middle part is like solid and the other parts are I mean foam. they never. They always do the, like, they hold the fist and hit them with their hand, not the actual yeah, weapon. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the, the <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I don't think it. they need the gimmick to mm. get over. They can just be masquerading people on their own. And the fact that they look so much like Kane bothers me as well. I'm not, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the red, big red pajamas exactly. that they're wearing, they, they definitely feel like they're wearing Kane pajamas, mm. right? But I'm glad that they're behind them. They both are good together. They work very well. I'm a big... Um, I'm a big Luke Harper fan, so yes, I'm a huge Luke Harper fan. So I'm I'm so happy they're doing something mm. with them. Um, back to the match, though, I like the story that they're telling in this match. I liked both teams starting to do each other's moves. Oh yes, that was awesome to see. Mm. You know, something different we haven't seen because these guys have fought very a new lot. Japan. Yes, yes, and these guys have fought a lot mm. over the last like couple months. So it was really exciting to see, and it really got over with me, you know, the whole match. You know, I mean, I wasn't too disappointed with the Bludgeon Brothers coming out, you know, in this ending and no contest mm. because of that. I was like, okay, well, I understand why. Yeah, it builds and to where it's going. Exactly, exactly. It made sense story-wise, mm. which nowadays doesn't happen too often. So. Uh, to go back to what you're saying with um, them using each other's moves, I wish commentary, like, would have focused on that a little bit better and approached it better because the way that they were sounding was just like um oh what what is he doing right now like um oh he's doing his own version of this move but then later on they figure it out that they're using each other's moves it's like they had no idea oh like they, they were clued doing. in yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like i wish that they had played that up more yeah and, like, well there's a lot that the commentary yeah you're wishing for. So, I mean, they, uh, yeah, I don't want to get into the commentary because yeah. especially, <laughs> especially on SmackDown, I don't know. They just felt very know. out of the loop. Not that I'm a huge Michael Cole fan, but <laughs> I don't know. SmackDown actually makes me like miss Cole at times. Mm. So, and that says a lot. They're just very bland over there. Like Corey Graves seems like the only one with like a real personality. Mm. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, great match overall. I mean, I, gets us to where we need to go yeah. which i definitely see them at wrestlemania in a three-way mm. you know i don't know if there's going to be a gimmick added to it you know if it's going to be like a tables match a ladder match you know tlc yeah i was about to say you know i feel like there's a lot of three-way matches happening on this card at mania right now that's kind of interesting to me but you know who knows things it's how you get everyone on the screen so. yeah yeah well and we'll get to that so uh women's championship match charlotte flair versus ruby riots very good match to me yes yes um the crowd was dead at the beginning hmm. um i think it says a lot about the talent of the ring that they were able to slowly get the crowd back into it 
Um, they were both very talented. It was kind of a clash of styles at times, it seemed like. I don't know how often these two have worked together in the past. There's a couple miscues here and there. Mm. Um, but I think it really put over Ruby Riot as mm. a player. I didn't. I wish that the match was a little bit more 50-50 on offense-wise mm-hmm. because seeing Ruby constantly on top, I was immediately like, okay, she's not going to win the match. Yeah. Yeah, if, if you know, if you've watched wrestling long enough, you know that usually mm. means you're in store for a huge comeback. And yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely agree with that. But I don't know. Overall, it was a good match. Um, I thought it was a great outing for Ruby Riot in the spotlight. Mm. And hopefully they start really valuing her, you know. So, but yeah, yeah. And then what do we have after the match? We have Asuka showing up. Yes, to the surprise of everyone. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, we kind of thought it was just, you know, a done deal that she yeah. was facing, you know, Alexa at uh, Mania. Mm. And I guess not. <laughs> so um, they kind of left it open the, these last couple weeks, it seems like, where they're like, well, if she faces off against Bliss. We, so that almost caught makes my you, attention. It almost makes you assume because they already have one winner going on SmackDown that you, you wouldn't want both Rumble winners to be having SmackDown storylines. That's just how I felt at the time. I just thought, oh, they're going to take Asuka to win the Raw title. I don't think that matters that It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It absolutely... Nothing I I ever say in wrestling (laughs) (laughs) No, but I see what you're saying. Mm. But, like, I don't know if it really matters in the long run. Raw's still the A show. Oh, yeah. You know, and SmackDown's had that, you know, the Rumble winner in the past. Um, But, you know, and technically the... Rumble winner is coming from the Raw side. Mm. They're just facing the SmackDown champion. So if you want to look at it that way. (laughs) But it's definitely a dream match. I feel like this is, you know, Mm. the number one match I want to see in the women's division right now. So I'm excited from that standpoint. I I feel like this is going to be a really good match. And I'm, I'm, I don't know. I I think this is probably, God, it's got to be behind Styles and Nakamura for me. You know, this is probably the... It's another match to actually care about. Yes, yes. And that's that makes two for me. <laughs> but I'm excited for it. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I feel like this match could steal the show. Um, I feel like they're going to be given the time. I definitely see them, like, saying it's, you know, one of the main events of the show. Mm. Um, you know, if, if there's any time, and I said this before, and this isn't happening, but, you know, I could almost see this actually ending the show. You know, if with the right build. You know, and the momentum that the women's division has right now this year. Think about all the big things mm. that they've done. I could see them going on. It'd last. be great to see, but I still see Reigns versus Lesnar closing the show. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I agree with you. Um, I could see Styles and Nakamura going last just because I think they know that the crowd is going to crap all over that. Um, and I don't know if they want to end on that. I think we talked about this yeah, last Yeah, they would crap episode. all over Reigns versus... Yeah, they, you know, so I don't know if they want to go off the air with that image, you know, with that final memory, um, where they know that Nakamura and Styles, the fans are going to be all over. Mm. You know, they're going to be super pumped for, and, you know, you get that huge WrestleMania moment at the end where everyone goes home happy, regardless who wins. So, um... Yeah. So, but anyway, that's <laughs> we're jumping the gun once again, and we totally just spoil what happens on the card. So, but whatever. 
You oh. know, you probably well. all know at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but yeah, I thought it was a cool moment mm. when Asuka came out, you know, and she knows how to point to the sign, unlike some other people, right? <laughs> <laughs> Rhonda could take uh. some lessons. So, but yeah. There's always something crazy in the eyes of Asuka, though, when she does it. She's just like... Doesn't it seem like she's dancing to, like, other music? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I like, would not what put is it she, What is she listening to right now? Because she's not moving mm. along with her song. So it's just weird. I don't know. Her her whole character. I don't know. And I don't know. It was, was she like that in Japan? I haven't seen her, like... Um, She was definitely known for being very flamboyant. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah, because she's definitely out there. You know, where I think sometimes it might be a little off-putting to the audience. Like, what the hell is wrong with I'm this person? I'm behind it. No, I, I mean, once the bell rings, mm. I'm definitely behind it. I wish she would dance a little less, you know? <laughs> I just, I don't know. I want her more as that, like, badass killer. I don't, I don't know. There's something about that, like, I can do whatever the, whatever the hell I want. That carefree vibe? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and the fact that everyone's still terrified of her, even though she's just she is terrified. having a good time. So, but the dancing's just weird. Well, <laughs> it doesn't scare me. It just kind of <laughs> creeps me out. I don't know. But no, I ate whatever to each his own, right? Mm. Um, next, we go right into the main event. Yep. Styles versus Owens versus Cena versus Zane versus Ziggler versus Corbin. Six pack challenge. What did you think? I wasn't super impressed by the match in general. For mm-hmm. me, it was just kind of okay. I did enjoy how it started with Cena immediately egging <laughs> everyone. And then, of course, Styles is the only one that doesn't get tricked by this for some reason. It was, yeah. it was kind of a. Because, I mean, <laughs> why would you keep on running to him? Well, how stupid is everyone else? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What was it? Uh, was Ziggler the one before him? I, I don't know. I don't remember, honestly. There was, like, there was a clear space where he was kind of like, staring <laughs> and like, like yeah. why would you run in at this why point? Why would you run at him? Like, yeah. And give up your body. Like, yeah, yeah. whatever. Wrestling. <laughs> I know. I know. But I, I don't get it. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of that spot. It was more comical than anything. Mm. But, um, yeah. You know, I think it was trying to set up to that whole like, oh, God, is this going to be another Super Cena match? Is yeah. that what we're getting here? Um, I thought this match was fun. I did. I, I, I definitely didn't need Corbin and Ziggler to yeah. be in it. I barely remember them in this match. They serve no purpose whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked the King of the Mountain pacing that they had going on, where it was like, you know, a couple guys in the ring at mm-hmm. a time doing their stuff, you know, then they would end up falling out of the ring, you know, doing some spot where they'd be on the ground and then like another two guys would come in. I mean, I am or happy someone that else it would wasn't elimination. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it would have added more stakes, you know, but I see what you're saying. Because, mm. um, like, once again, I don't know. I just, uh, I liked the story that they told with um, Owens, Zane, Zane and, and Shane. Shane. Mm. Shane was out there. He ends up costing Owens and Zane mm. the match. So I thought that was like, okay, finally we're going somewhere. It wasn't so much the execution with just like, okay, we're going somewhere now, finally. Because I feel like they've can been kind of like, you know, treading water yeah. with it the last like month and a half. I like that he pulled both of them out of the ring. I let, I mean, that was my basically my favorite moments of the entire match was those interactions. Mm-hmm. Even when Shane's leaving and he just looks at both of them and keeps going. 
Yeah. I could care less about everything else for some reason. I knew AJ was going over. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like... So did you have a... But you didn't have any fear, like, in the back of your mind that, like, Cena might win? No. Okay. I don't feel like they did enough to give me that Cena's going over, like, feel. And just all the rumors out there, you know, everyone's talking like, no, listen, I don't care what they're saying, Cena and Undertaker's happening. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I wouldn't put it past him, though. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I wouldn't put it past him, but yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I really I do hope they uh, play up the fact that Owens would have won the match. Yeah, and they did, they did on SmackDown. They did on SmackDown, and Zane. So, and we'll get there. I mean, they, but it, there's definitely a big fallout. Which is good. They're following up on things, you know, which is a plus. I mean, overall, I I enjoyed the match, but yeah, no, it, it wasn't what it could have been. Like I felt like if it was just you know uh, style Cena, Owens, and Zayn, it would have been a much better match. Yeah, you know, just give those guys time. This felt short compared to the rest of the match. It, it the right mm-hmm. didn't like I was expecting it to be a good like fifty minute match because you do have six competitors. I wasn't paying attention and, to the timing at the time, but it felt real short. Yeah, I want to say it was, and I could be wrong. It felt like it was twenty five minutes, half hour times. Mm. So, um, and just recently what they've done with like the gauntlet match and the elimination chamber, you know, they've given these matches much longer time. So mm-hmm. it was interesting to me that they did keep it kind of short, um, especially with the story that they're telling. So, but, uh, what would you rate this pay-per-view overall? Um, three stars max. Out of five? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give it three and a half. Um, I thought it was solid. I thought it was one of the better SmackDown pay-per-views we've gotten in a while True. I thought all the wrestling was decent mm. you know just the storyline we I felt like we're treading water you know overall we kind of knew where yeah. we're headed already with Wrestlemania I feel like that cart's almost set at this mm. point so like we were just kind of going through no matter what commentary wanted to tell you yeah we don't know what's going on in Wrestlemania until after this pay-per-view I definitely felt like they were yeah. going through the motions exactly. um, but I mean the in-ring talent weren't oh you know? yes the storyline was that mm. it was like okay we know what's happening so, um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I give it three and a half just because I like seeing good wrestling. You mm. know, I felt like we saw some good wrestling. <laughs> so we don't get that much on the, the actual weekly yeah. shows. So, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, then we had Raw the next night. Some major happenings happening, right? Mm-hmm. We had, we started off with Reigns. Yep. How did you feel about his quote unquote, uh, shoot promo? I mean, it's Part just... Part two. <laughs> I get what they're doing, you know. They're really pushing Reigns to kind of be the hero of this story, kind of showing... Trying to get the fans as much behind him as possible, showing that Brock Lesnar isn't going to be there, having him go back and fight, like, not fight, but, like, go into Vince's face and Shane's face. Really trying to have this whole, oh, this is real, this is, like, real cut, but it's, it feels fake still. It's still, I, it feels, I'm not, Yeah, it, it feels, feels forced. forced. It feels... There's never a moment during any of these promos. You know, he comes out, confronts Angle after Angle announces that Lesnar's not there. Mm-hmm. Comes out, confronts Angle, yells at him, says that Lesnar's disrespecting him. But not only is Lesnar disrespecting him, McMahon is disrespecting him. That he just passed by him in gorilla position and he didn't even mention it to him. He didn't care enough to even mention that Lesnar wasn't there. So that he runs and you know confronts mcmahon backstage which is supposed to be kind of a big moment we don't see that that much we don't see mcmahon and gorilla ever 
they don't they act like he's not there that he's just you know in an office somewhere usually um and then we actually see shane sitting next to him which obviously is weird because we know that he's the smackdown commissioner so um you know i i give him credit for doing something different at least but the promos and everything Mm. that was going on the script felt like a script you know so i it didn't get over with me i'm surprised and almost frustrated with (laughs) other people who like are just loving this Mm. people who have been like you know long time reigns like naysayers and i mean i shouldn't shit on people's parades i get it but it's like really this is what's gonna sell you on this you know i mean obviously you know this is you know i don't know if they just are getting i don't know if they're excited about reigns's execution of the promo or just the angle because i feel like we've seen this before we saw this last time that they were you know going at it at mania so i don't know it's just not doing it for me you know and it's just and it's like after mania this becomes the summer of rains you know it's just i'm just done i don't know i need to see more i need to see more and i'm just his character is still super vanilla to me it just he's great in the ring i do feel like he's a not a good competitor. I feel like he's a great competitor. I, I feel like he puts on great matches mm-hmm. now. Just character-wise, he does nothing for me. You know, and I mean, just, I, I don't know. I understand why he doesn't want to turn him heel just because it's what everyone wants. But I'm old school and thinking that, you know, you do a good heel turn, you know, to get the guy over, yeah. you know? And yeah, so what if people are cheering him? Oh, they're just going to cheer him when he becomes a heel? Well, that's the whole fucking point because you want him to be a face. So you turn him heel, you get everyone, you know, to enjoy him again. And then when he does turn face, people care about him again. Do you feel like they're past that point at this point, though? I'm done with this, like, whole... I, 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 how many years of Cena have we lived through now? I understand 13, that. You know, I just, I don't need another Cena project. I don't need... Oh, well, he gets a reaction. I just don't need that shit. Mm. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the classic heel. I feel like there aren't any, like, true, true heels anymore out there. I want a dastardly heel, you know. And I feel like Reigns could do that, you know. He could do that. Oh, yeah. And you would get a lot of people, you know. I mean, I've been saying that for years, that he could actually be a very great So give him a talk, give him a mouthpiece, give him, like, Heyman or something like that. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I'm just done with this. And it just, the fact that we've known that this match is going to happen, you know, a year out, you know, people were calling this a year ago, you know, after last WrestleMania. So it's just a little frustrating that they're so uncreative that, you know, that this is what we're stuck with right now. So, you know, and I really miss Samoa Joe, (laughs) you know, I mean, on Raw, he was the best on the mic. You know, and he was he was the one legitimate heel I feel like they had, you know. Um, He's dangerous, too, as a heel. He's just such a dangerous character when he's out there. He's believable. Mm -hmm. You know, he's believable. Um, So the show is really missing him right now. And I'm really like they haven't said that he's not coming back before Mania, but I don't see him coming back before Mania. I don't see any space on on the the program or anything. Exactly. Because now we're getting to the point where we're down to the nitty gritty, and we're you know the card is really he'll be he'll be a shape. SummerSlam player for sure. Oh yeah, and I feel like he'll he'll probably if he's healthy he'll be a night after WrestleMania mm-hmm. return. You know 
that'll be a big return for people. So, because he, he's over. I mean, he's would you over. have him go straight after Reigns? If Reigns has the belt, which he will, yes, <laughs> yes. You know, but I see. I I almost don't want that because I feel like you're not going to have Reigns lose the belt that first. Mm. You know how great how great would it be if Lesnar won and just decided I don't want the belt anymore, just left it in the ring. And then left. Oh god, they would never do that. Though. Oh, I know they wouldn't do it. <laughs> well, be that would have to be a shoot because <laughs> there's no way McMahon would let him like just because regardless of what he says, he sees UFC as competition. Because mm. if Lesnar's leaving, he's probably leaving for the UFC. So I don't see them allowing that to happen. So that would definitely be Lesnar working on his own. Mm-hmm. It would be awesome. It'd be something to talk about. You know, it would make Lesnar an insane like heel. But, like, right now, what they're doing with Lesnar, it's so... You can see right through it. Mm. You know? I mean, it doesn't really do anything for me because I know what they're trying to do. He's always been this part-timer. You know? You're yeah. not fooling you. This isn't something new. I don't, I don't know. It's just not doing it for me. Um, what did you think of Cena's um, program? His little <laughs> his little angle? Hey, uh, pretty much the same as Reigns at this point. Right? It was interesting that they would, like, do two shoot-style mm. angles. Where he came out and like, hey, I'm just going to be part of WrestleMania. I'm going to be the crowd. They're all the rage with the kids right now. You know, you know, uh... he's doing the whole (laughs) corny bit of, you know, the audience is part of Mania or just as much a part of Mania as, you know, the wrestlers, the superstars. Sorry. Um, What was what was the crowd reaction to that? They were pretty 50 50 at best. I mean, he was. Yeah, it was disappointing. (laughs) I was. You know what the kryptonite to John Cena is? Is chanting boring? The only time I've seen Cena truly flustered is when a crowd just kept on chanting boring at him, and you could see him getting frustrated. And for some reason, that chant has gone away. You want to kill a guy? Chant boring mm. at him. You know that will kill a guy. So I, I really wish people would start doing because this was boring, classic John uh, Cena shtick. That he was doing, at least in the beginning. And then he did this whole unbelievable, I'm not supposed to do this thing, you know, like Reigns. Um, and he challenged Undertaker to a match at WrestleMania. So it just, I don't know. It felt very cartoonish. Yeah. Um, I feel like predictable. The best, mm, I feel like the best way to save this is just to have Undertaker come out and say no. Not, <laughs> not that the match won't happen. I'm just saying have Undertaker deny him. Have him, uh, John Cena really have to earn that match? I could see that actually happening because that's what they did with HBK. Exactly. I think that second time around, he Undertaker kept on saying no, mm-hmm. and then it turned into a retirement match. HBK had to like offer up his career. So, and I don't know if they'll make this a retirement match. I mean, I'd like to see John Cena put up his career to be at a mania. I feel like I want to see that kind of desperation out of him at this point. What kind? What other character can I get out of him? You know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It'd be something. It'd be a different wrinkle at least to add mm. in there. Um, does Undertaker put up his career too? I mean, his career should already be over. <laughs> it really should be. It should have ended at end of an era. Yeah, he looks like crap. Last Mania, he really did. Thank yeah, it seems like he's in better shape. Now, I mean, he's posting on his wife's Instagram, mm-hmm. as Cena mentioned. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but he does this every year. I mean, 
we could say that last year. We would probably say he the same looked thing. better last year though. This this past mania, like let the man go. Right? No, I, I'm a hundred percent behind you, but I've been feeling that way for years. So, uh, this past mania, he just looked like he wasn't ready mm. for it at all. You know, he's a little overweight. He was a little slower. I mean, the guys had multiple like hip surgeries and knee surgeries. Yeah, there's, and it's not. There's his no fault. shame. All right, there's yeah, nothing. there's no shame. Just let it go, especially after last mania. That whole moment doesn't it kind of squash. That whole moment at the end that we ended with uh, Mania last year. Oh yeah, with the uh, the hat. Um, yeah. Why does that even fucking matter? But isn't that the same moment we got the last time too? Before I felt that? like we got multiple moments like that with Reigns. You know, where like someone's passing the torch supposedly mm-hmm. to him. You know, like Cena did it this year, where they had the match. You know, they had the whole like you know, oh we're shooting now, and they kind of went at it. Yeah, and Cena cut him down, and that was another time people started getting excited about Reigns. <laughs> oh God, so um, I don't know, I don't know. I, I'm I'm over the Undertaker thing. So if this could be like his final ride, if you will, I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be Cena's. I'll be happy if. They- they should they should have him come out be American badass Undertaker. Just I think they're hinting at the that. Fun. Oh really? I think they're hinting at it. yeah. Because uh, another news item that came out this week is Kid Rock is going into the WWE Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah. In the celebrity wing, but whatever. Um. <laughs> have you seen the fan reaction to that? Oh uh, no, no. Because they I can imagine it's they used the worst photo of him ever. Yes. Yes. Like he's. <laughs> he, yes, I saw that photo. He looks like he just woke up. Mm-hmm. He looks like he doesn't know where he's at. He's I, a little confused. I didn't even realize he like looked this bad. Yeah, yeah. It was not flattering. It was not flattering. Why don't you use a younger photo of him? They've done it with no other people. Idea. Maybe they don't want people to throw off how he looks now. I don't know. So, um, yeah, whatever. Whatever to that. You know, it's a celebrity wing. I mean, I think Drew Carey is yeah. in, in the Hall of Fame for some reason. Because he showed up to a couple shows and had something to like pitch Mania Weekend, so they threw him in the Hall of Fame. But I mean, I don't care. Um, it it but during the package, they keep on showing the American Badass footage because okay. he did. You know, obviously he, that's his song. Mm-hmm. So they keep on showing Taker. It on makes the sense. Bike and everything. So I could see them. Can, can Kid Rock still perform? Not that he was a good performer in the first. Place. Yeah, he can still perform. Okay, I saw Kid Rock live. When he first came out, he actually put on a really good show. That's that's great for you, yeah. Damon. Yeah. <laughs> we all have skeletons in our closet, Christian. <laughs> I think it was before the CD even came out. I saw the House of Blues or something like that. He put on a good show. He really did. So he had the little person with him. What's his name? I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. He was part of the. I think. I think they. If he was still alive. They would have put him in Mania because he was actually in uh, Hall of Fame because he was actually the big WWE fan. The reason why Kid Rock was doing all these shows was because of uh, uh, Joe C. His oh, okay. his sidekick mm-hmm. was such a big like WWE mark, so that's why he started to do all these shows and everything with them. So yeah, but that's neither here nor there. 
I don't know how we got down this rabbit hole of <laughs> confessions with Damon Rath. So next week we're gonna get the compound match. I'm just gonna I'm gonna move this along. Okay, so compound match. Um, was announced for next week. That's disappointing too. Yep. I thought this was gonna be a mania thing. I think the only thing that's redeemable is that we might get something cool out of Wyatt. At, during this match? I feel like Wyatt game? will lose and they'll try to play the whole, he's a new character, and then maybe Wyatt will... You think he's going to get like resurrected? Yes. In the lake of whatever they yes. call it? Oh, God. I feel like that's the angle they'd go with. And then what he has a match with... Book this for me, Christian. Let me let, let me hear where you're going with this. Okay, so he gets resurrected, so, and then he kind of has to like regain his old Bray, uh, Bray Wyatt self... And that's how he fights at Mania, pretty much. Okay. Like, he's kind of working with him, but there's something wrong with him the entire time, and then eventually he comes back. Now, they shot this last week. Oh, yeah. I um, forgot these are pre-taped. Yeah, they, now they did shot this mm-hmm. last week, and then Jeff Hardy was part of it. We did find that out, so spoilers. Bad um, timing. <laughs> exactly. So I'm hoping that that didn't like derail something because I think everyone thought it was going to be at Mania and then all of a sudden it seems like they fast-tracked this. So it's a little strange. Um, Yeah, really bad timing, right? Thanks a lot, Jeff. Matt's got to be so happy. Um, Yeah, so we'll see what happens now. Like if that's going to change what they do with it, if they're going to have to do reshoots for it. um, or I can't imagine WWE doing reshoots. I don't know. I don't know. I think Warner I don't Brothers know is bad. after that that <laughs> that headline, they don't want him on mm. their you know screen right now. They don't want him part of the show, so they might have to edit him out at least. Yeah. So that will be interesting, at least mm. <laughs> you know what they're gonna do with him. Because I was excited. I was like, oh, we're gonna get Brother Nero, you know. Mm. But I'm guessing not. So I, I we'll see. I feel like Cardi's definitely gonna go over here. Mm. I like that we're getting the whole cast. They showed us that in the promo at least. Um, I was just hoping this would be a Mania thing. I felt like this was big enough to, you know, be part of Mania, and it would have been a Mania moment, I yeah. feel like. Um, but yeah, it wasn't meant to be, apparently. This whole story feels like it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, what are we, we're on, like, three months on this? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, since January? This is their third match. Right? But it's been, like, it's three matches, but yeah. it's been, like, three months. Like, we've been building to this stuff. Um, and Remember it's that been... started with just laughing? Yes. <laughs> just <laughs> laughing at each other. Uh, yeah, at this point, I just want them to kind of like move on mm. and Hardy get kind of a fresh start, you know, with the whole Woken character. You can hear us getting sadder and sadder. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, where are we headed after We have Bliss and Jax, if you want to talk about them. Yes. Yeah. You know what? I didn't mind this. Okay. I'm glad that it isn't this like kind of slow burn thing that they're doing with um, Bailey and uh, the boss because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's still dragging on right now. You know, Bailey kind of mm-hmm. let her get jumped. She came out with her and then she like helped her win the match, but then got she let her get jumped. It was weird. Um, I don't know if they're setting up Bailey as the heel on this. No, I still want Bailey to be you. <laughs> I just want them to get a match at Mania and have time. That's what I want. 
you know, because those guys could still. I feel like they're going to get snubbed. I feel like that, too. This is a wish, Christian. (laughs) Um, But they'll have a great moment in the the, the Battle Royale that we got announced. Oh, God, I hope not. I hope they don't put them in the Battle Royale. Uh, yeah, I come so they, down to them too at the end. Yeah, but well, anyway, let's talk about Blitz and Jacks <laughs> before we go down that rabbit hole of depression. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that they're not spending too much time turning, you know, Bliss against Jacks. It basically happened this episode, so uh, a mic was left on, and Jacks heard everything uh, that Alexa was saying behind her back. Basically, Mickey talking to her about, you know, how awful, you know, the things that she said to her were last week and kind of laughing. And Alexa says, I've got a erector on my little finger and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, you know, Nia's in the middle of the ring just fuming. And she storms backstage, chases them off. And here we go. So you're getting Nia versus Alexa at Mania, which I felt like was the match that made more mm. sense for those two at Mania. I mean, they'll put they'll probably put something on well together because they're such good friends. They're allowed to hit each other harder, I guess, at that point. But Nia could kill her though. She's yeah. got to be careful. <laughs> but yeah, they're both you know good workers. I mm-hmm. feel like they could put on a decent match. Um, and I understand the storyline; it makes sense. To yes. Me. Um, and strangely, I feel like it's more believable than you know Asuka versus Alexa. Oh well, yeah. You know, which is because Nia's you know, a giant. So <laughs> you would think that would be a little more, you know, but I get the angle more, I guess. And that is most likely, I mean, not most likely. She is going to be the face going into this. Do you see her taking the title off of Alexa? Yes, I could see it. I know they're huge mm-hmm. on Alexa, but I feel like Alexa could, you know, go be the one in the hunt. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it makes a little more sense. I think it'd be a great moment for Nia. Hmm. Yeah, so I mean finally give her I definitely think they're behind Naya yeah but they're hot and cold on her at best they never go all the way with her she's never held that belt no you, know, she, you look you look she, at she didn't hold him. the NXT title either no no she didn't so I mean I, I feel like it's now's the time to pull the trigger and this is the program to do it in well yeah but now that we say that now is the time to pull the trigger they're gonna wait another year yeah yeah like they've been doing with Sasha and Bailey. So, <laughs> but that at least feels like it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope it's not at the, you know, women's battle royal that was announced, the yes. Moolah Classic, the controversial Moolah Classic. Great timing. <laughs> WWE, uh, tons of great timing. And this stuff has been out there for yeah. years with Moolah. It's just kind of coming in light. And I really thought it was the reason why they called the uh, women's tournament. Yeah, the um, May Young Classic. The May Young Classic. So I thought they were trying to, like, you know, mm. stay away from Mula, which I get, you know. She sounds like she was a pretty awful person, you know, um, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, so it it's weird. It's weird timing, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're in this big, like, women's movement and mm-hmm. everything, and then this is who you choose to honor at Mania. Yeah, so, and I don't know what this means for the uh, Andre the Giant Classic. Are you going to have two lame battle royals on the same card? You can. They have the time. They have the... Does anyone want to see that, though? No. I'm not even interested in this match, to be honest. 
One thing that I thought was cool is they teased that it's it's all the talent in the WWE. So there's going to be a lot of NXT women okay. in this match. So that was like, okay, that's kind of cool. You know, and I'm sure there's going to be lots of call-ups after um, Mania. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll know who's getting called up by watching that match. I feel like that, that could be an opportunity for Ember Moon to win. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I see She's got a title defense at uh, NXT, so you feel like she'll enter in the Battle Royal and win it? Yeah. And then be called up? Mm. Do you think she loses the title at NXT? No, she, I don't remember who she's facing. Oh, uh, the, 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 um, the MMA? Yes, the mixed martial artist, who we always forget her yeah. name. It's on the tip of my tongue. She'll beat us up one day, don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my pick. Not to be Booker here. Booker man. Um, that was another thing that annoyed me about Fastlane. How much Booker T thought everyone was into him when he came out for the pre-show. Who watches the pre-show for Fastlane, though, Christian? That's your own fault. I had nothing to do. <laughs> I just got Watch back. Watch NXT. True. Um, I feel like there almost has to be the Andre the Giant classic because there's so many wrestlers on this you know, on the roster, who's going to get left off this card right now? Was last year the year Baron won? won? Or who won last year? No, that was two years ago. Um, Mojo Raleigh won. That's when the uh, the Andre the Giant Classic jumped the shark. So I think you don't That's need when this Gronk, match anymore. Gronk. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was terrible. They've always had a version of this match. Mm-hmm. They just started calling it something recently. Because there was always a battle royal... In the pre-show. I, I just, I don't need either of these matches. You know, they use the match just to get other people exactly. into the match or introduce someone new. So I feel like it, it serves a purpose if you have a storyline for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if it's just going to be like, let's throw everyone in there, then I don't give a shit about it. You know, make that trophy mean something. Like, tie, a, like, at least, a, like, a contract to it. Make it for the, the rookies or something. Mm-hmm. Or tie, like, a, you know, mid-card title shot. I don't know. Like, the only Do way I'm going to get excited that. about that is if an NXT talent comes in and wins. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's happened. Mm-hmm. So, Corbin did it. So, the, I mean, they could use it for that, you know, to introduce a new talent. I mean, if Alistair doesn't get the title anytime soon, I would love to see him come in. I want him to stay in NXT, Yeah, though. where he's protected and fine and can do yes, whatever he wants. Yes, and away from Vince. Exactly. <laughs> I f- do you feel like Vince would be behind Black? I think he would like his look, but I feel like I don't I don't trust him anymore. Mm. You know, I I could see him ruining him very quickly. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, we have to start really diving into NXT, NXT I know. especially before TakeOver. <laughs> so maybe we'll have an NXT-like oh, yeah. episode. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much it for Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, SmackDown, we had more of the drama between uh, Owens and Zayn mm-hmm. and Shane. Uh, we and- also had Styles and Nakamura having a moment mm-hmm. you know, together in the ring. That was okay. It was interesting to see. It doesn't. It looks like they're both going to go into it as face. Uh, Macklemore did say that he was going to be. He actually uh, helped out Styles um, during the match against uh, Rusev and um, what's his fucking name? Aiden English. Aiden English. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
he uh, came to his age, slowly came to his age, but came to his age, and then told Styles that he was going to watch his back and make sure that no one, you know, you know, touches him. So I guess that's going to be kind of an angle. Yeah, I don't um, need to see them playing buddy on every. I don't think it's going to be buddy though. I think it's more of like I want to protect my, you know, my prey. So I think that's kind mm. of what's what they because it was very like you know that know. was a fun moment at uh, Fastlane where uh, Nakamura came out to say I hope you win because I want to beat you yeah it was very condescending mm. the way he said it so it wasn't like a buddy buddy thing they're not you know the mega powers or anything yes um, yeah so uh, I was glad to see Rusev in a match with Styles you mm. know and getting time it was once again 50-50 <laughs> the crowd was really into Rusev um, that's another guy. You got to put him in something. You know, I mean, if he's not on that WrestleMania card, people are going to be chanting for him every other match. Hmm. He needs to be part of that card well, who somehow. who do you put him up against? I don't know. Battle Royal. You have him win the Battle Royal. At least can, give, yeah. At least make it Rusev Day at Mania. You know, I mean, he's got to have some. Because you're going to get another situation where, you know, the crowd tries to take over. Mm. You know, and I don't want to see that. I, I can't stand it when they they ruin good matches. You know, I, you know, I, I mean, I don't care so much when it's, you know, um, <laughs> with uh, Titus Worldwide or whatever. No, but, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when it's like, you know, I, it happened with Hardy and Wyatt mm. where they're chanting, you know, Rusev Day and everything else. You know, and that, that just drives me crazy. So I'd rather have them just... I mean, the guy deserves to be on the card, too. Mm. Don't get me wrong. It's not just because I'm scared of the crowd hijacking the show, but the guy deserves to be on the card. So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, I liked the angle that they did with Owens and Zayn and uh, McMahon. It doesn't seem like Brian's going to be a part of this. No, it does not. And we could be wrong, but the fact that he's been, you know, a no-show the last two weeks... Mm. Makes me feel like, yeah, he's not going to be part of this. Yeah. I mean, Shane stepped down as GM. Or not GM. Commissioner. Commissioner. I can't get them straight. Whatever. Um, And right afterwards, Zane and Owens just jumped the shit out of him. Pummeled him. Um, It was a pretty cool angle. You knew it was coming, but it was well executed. Uh, I don't see any way that Shane isn't going to be part of some kind of match. He did, right before he did, you know, step down, mm. he made a match between Zayn and Owens at Mania. That match isn't happening. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be either a three-way dance between Shane, Owens, and Zayn, or like Shane and a partner against Owens and Zayn. Or even a handicap match. I don't want to see a handicap match. I don't want to, but I can yeah, see it. Yeah, that would be disappointing. And it, it, there's no way that if Shane even comes close to getting over, you know, two caliber talents like, you know, mm-hmm. Zane and Owens, that would be so disappointing to me. You know, I hate handicap matches like that. Oh, speaking of handicap matches, we totally forgot about Strowman and, uh... Oh, yeah. Strowman wins a tag team battle royal, speaking of battle royals, <laughs> um, to become the number one contender for the tag team titles by himself. Is it a handicap for him, or is it a handicap for the team? <laughs> they made it more like it was going to be a handicap for the team. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, 
I hated everything about this. <laughs> I hated everything about this. You know, but it's once again, you know, Strowman, he should be in the main event. Mm. I had a uh, weird thought. Mm. What if they uh, tagged him up with Elias? Had them work together. It wouldn't make any sense. It wouldn't make any sense, but they'd be a good, funny kind I mean, that's never stopped them yeah. before. And they don't have anything for Elias mm-hmm. either. And they're way behind Elias. He's gotten lots of TV time. He was not on this show, though, I believe. Um, you know, but that's selling the whole uh, sympathy of the uh, destruction, you know, match that they had mm-hmm. the week before. So, um... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm wondering if they give him a partner and they keep it mystery, like a mystery partner up to, you know, Mania. You know, kind of use that as a draw. Because otherwise, I mean, like, there's no way, like, the way you've booked Strowman, there's no way that you see Cesaro and Sheamus oh, yeah. winning. So, I, I honestly, I can... Which see. is insane to say. <laughs> yeah, I can honestly see him walking around with the, both tiles on both yeah. his shoulders. And this is what happens when you don't go with like the natural order of things. He's like your most like one of your most over faces. He definitely deserves to be either in the main events of Mania or you know close to the main event of Mania. Mm-hmm. But because you're so dead set on having Reigns, you're booked into this shit now. You know, <laughs> like we have to force him in somehow. It's just bad booking. And so disrespectful yeah. of those tag teams. <laughs> oh, yeah. You yeah. know, it just makes every tag team look like shit. The fact that he came out there and eliminated pretty much everyone. God, why crap on your talent like that? I don't get it. Well, this makes me more think that the SmackDown one will be a triple threat and like be able to have whatever crazy stipulation they want because they can have that, have time while... Strowman versus Cesaro and um, Sheamus is just going to be probably a, a squash match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gross. They can even start <laughs> the show with that. Yeah, I could see that. You know, because I mean, people are excited to see Strowman and they should be, mm. but not in this crap. He deserves better and the tag team titles mm. deserve better. So, whatever. Um,. So yeah, that that was pretty much SmackDown. I'm trying to think if that we missed anything. I, I think that was it. Um, yeah, pretty much it. Oscar yeah. came out, right? Yeah, Oscar and Charlotte. It was a so-so moment. It was anything mm. big. It was, you know, it could write itself. Pretty much, <laughs> you know, they both you know stand face to face. Oh, you know, um, they're both faces in this. There's not a heel. Ronda wasn't on Raw, right? No, that was weird because it's. I believe during the show last week they said that she'd be on every Raw. Yeah, they put an article out and then they brought the article down. I wonder what happened. That's weird. That's weird. Yeah, I she don't doesn't know. need to be on every episode before Mania. No, I mean if they do have her, it's got to be like you know small doses, mm-hmm. man. You know, don't don't let her touch the mic. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, no, whatever, whatever. I see. I feel like she needs to at least in the ring and i'm sure she is over at the you know the the compound the nxt you know whatever they call it um but yeah yeah no she definitely doesn't need to be you know especially after that samoan drop i was like (laughs) so i definitely feel like angle and triple h are going to be carrying that whole Mm. match you know which is the way it should be you know i guess i wanted more. you want stephanie and ronda carrying the match no 
If, I mean, if they did, it would be a very <laughs> short match. I you got to put Ronda in there with like someone else who can actually wrestle. Yeah. I don't even know the last time Stephanie was actually in any kind of match. Was it? Was it against Abella? Did she wrestle about no. Yeah. One of the twin. And I'm sure it was garbage. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't want to see that. I really don't. So They'll have a really cool entrance. <laughs> yeah, they will, right? Uh, Triple That's H the always gets thing, the, the top build entrance. To. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a like a low budget, you know, <laughs> B movie budget mm-hmm. for the for his entrance. Wait, he had the Terminators with him mm-hmm. the one year. What did he do last year? They did the whole they, apocalypse. They thing, had a motorcycle, right? right? Like, but it was him and Stephanie, like, yeah. on a giant freaking motorcycle, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It was kind of a Mad Max thing, maybe? I think so. Is that what they were going for? Because the, the Mad Max came out there. Let's year, just right? talk about Triple H's entrances to end the show. <laughs> hey, we have time to, because we're going to talk about more positive things. That's right. With our favorite WrestleMania moments. Let's let's go out on a happy note. Yeah. All right. So we wanted to go ahead and talk about our top WrestleMania mm-hmm. moments. This isn't top matches, no. top superstars. These are just moments that happen during the card. Um, you'll definitely see the generation different reflect differences between me mm. and Christian reflect. I think I'm 15 years older than you. Maybe. I'm not counting. Let's not, let's not do math tonight. Uh. It's late. Um, so you'll definitely see, you know, how my <laughs> card difference, you know, my picks different. The, uh, and I definitely know that Christians. there are matches and moments that are way better than no, some of the ones I've But picked. these are moments that resonate with us, mm-hmm. you know, either for nostalgic reasons or, you know, other reasons. So be it, you know. These are our moments. If you don't like them, go fuck yourselves. Yes. Okay, you can have your own <laughs> podcast with your own moments. <laughs> so um, why don't you start, my friend? Number five for me was I'm Sorry Rick. And that's going to be HBK versus Ric Flair at WrestleMania 23. All right. Why did you pick that moment? I at that time I was still very kind of like I was so just enveloped in the story. Um, I didn't. I wasn't a huge Ric Flair fan at the time, mm-hmm. um, and but I got to learn so much more about both characters at that time and seeing how genuine HBK seemed to really not want to like retire this old man. It just felt so real uh-huh. <laughs> for me. And I was just like, wow, this is a really great match. It was like one of my first very like awesome matches. And it was and this is Ric Flair in his old, old age at this uh-huh. point. And I mean it goes to show you that mm-hmm. I mean he, for that one night he really did put on a show. I mean, yeah, he had Shawn Michaels in the ring yeah. across from him. But, you know, he was still able to entertain the mass and really go out on mm-hmm. a great note. It was probably the best retirement match I've ever seen. And that moment alone sells it. I mean, that moment was so effective. Now, Rick destroyed it all <laughs> by coming back and wrestling in TNA. Uh, yeah. But whatever. So, and we, we I think, I think everyone things. knew that was going to happen. Mm. He just has wrestling in his blood. Um, but, you know, it was a great moment. It really was. And it's actually number four on my list. Oh, okay. So, it, it, it is. I just remember list. all the Raws going up to that where he's like, if you lose a match, you're gone. And I yeah. just remember it was such a. Just a, I love that story. It was a great time. build, mm. you know, and it was such an awesome way for a wrestler the caliber of Ric Flair to go out. And the Raw afterwards where they all got in the ring and they really honored him. I've never seen anything like that, mm. you know, for a single wrestler. So that was a fantastic moment and a great send-off for him, you know, and just an awesome classic moment, you know, dare I say. 
So and a good match. It was a good match, mm-hmm. you know, overall. But yeah, yeah, that was my number four moment. So you know, I my number five was WrestleMania ten. Owen stares at Brett after he wins the WWE Championship. So they start off the card with Owens versus Brett, the brothers mm. feuding. Um, Owen finally beats Brett. So, you know, he has this huge moment. He's celebrating everything. Brett is still on the card for that night. He has a, he's booked. He's double booked. He has, they're doing this weird, like, you know, tournament, like small tournament thing for the WWE belt. He ends up going up against um, Yokozuna for the belt. He ends up beating him for the belt. So... (laughs) Owens still can't have his moment. Mm. Brett still finds a way to overshadows him. And, you know, you get this huge moment where all the wrestlers are in the ring holding Brett on his shoulders. And Owens just kind of standing there, you know, in the aisle, just with his hands on his hips, staring at his big brother, overshadowing him again. Just great storytelling Mm. and a fantastic moment. And the match between Brett and Owen is you know one of my favorite wrestlemania matches but just to end on that note and have the you know the show go off the air with that it was just it was great it was great drama mm-hmm. so i that that's my number five moment uh my number four is cm punk winning his second money in the bank okay. because at the time i was just like they're not behind him they don't care about cm punk they're not going to do anything especially with his title runs at that time mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah were terrible uh-huh. so just to see him again go to wrestlemania have this huge moment where he's getting the uh, money in the bank for the second time two yeah. years in a row it was unpredictable because yeah. i didn't think he was going to win the belt either or the um the money in the mm-hmm. bank case either at that time so i was surprised by it too i think a lot of people were yeah. shocked by it i mean he didn't even lose the title they just took it off yeah, of him right he got jumped by mm-hmm. Orton and legacy um yeah so that was you know, and you're a huge punk fan, yes. so I definitely understand why that would be a huge moment for you. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I could definitely be behind that. Um, well, we talked about my number four. Mm. So, do you want to do your number, th- your number three? Well, my number three is more just a match that I was on my, the edge of my uh, seat the entire time because I thought CM Punk was going to beat Taker. I thought maybe there's a chance <laughs> that CM Punk could take Taker. Well, now you're just a mark. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's fine. As though. marky as it gets. That's, I, I love like, that, though. I thought that whole storyline at the time where he was like pouring the ashes out just went... <laughs> See, but that's why I knew he wasn't going I to know. be Taker. I was just like, this is amazing. What a great story, mm. though. I know this is a WrestleMania moment, but that angle going up to Mania where he comes out and Heyman's dressed up like Paul Taker... Mm. Oh, God. Just classic heel stuff being worked there. Just a great... I mean, you won't see anything like that, yes. in a, you know, for a long time. Because that was... It was really just cutting edge. Because, I mean, I think WWE would be scared to do that nowadays. They're so PC. And they were pretty PC at the time. But, I mean, that was just last... to get the okay from a family, mm-hmm. too, to do that. Because oh, they actually yeah. had to get the okay from uh, Bear Outer Respect. He went in the Hall of Fame that year, mm-hmm. too. Um, but out of respect to the family, obviously, <laughs> they wanted to get the okay. I don't know many families. I remember there was tons of articles at that time where they were just like, hey, they had to really get the respect call. Yeah, they, they yeah. They want to make sure. Because people were freaking out. They were like, 
They did not just pour this like yes. these ashes. And out. then every time uh, Punk had the urn, he would always be fumbling it and no. dropping it and stuff. Yeah, no, it was it was <laughs> very well done. And uh, his son uh, did do like an interview, and he said that uh, Paul Bearer would love this, mm. so he would love everything about this. So that was kind of cool. So it was a great way to kind of almost like pay like homage to Paul Bearer. By including him I in mean, this angle and have him be the main part of the, the oh, whole yeah. storyline. This was my main event for WrestleMania 28. Oh. I, I I turned it off after this. Literally. I agree because that was Roxena, right? Mm-hmm. And I knew that was the next match. I was just I, I was done. This was happy. I wanted to end it. And that's that Rock with the belt. Yeah, yeah. And I I, I think was, everyone knew Rock was mm-hmm. going to lose the belt after he beat Cena the year before. I just looked at the highlights the next day. Yeah, it's just like I didn't need to see this. I don't blame it. I don't blame you. So, all right. So we did your number three mm-hmm. or number four. Three. That was your number three. So we'll go to my number three. And my number three is actually pretty recent. Uh, Rollins cashing in at WrestleMania yes. 31 and winning the title from Lesnar and uh, Reigns. So, I love that moment. Yes. I love that gif of him throwing the title around. Yes. Yes, what an awesome <sighs> moment. And yes. I mean, just a way to save a card <laughs> and let people go home happy mm. from Mania. So, um, yeah, no, I thought it was a great moment. And I was actually surprised, you know, and I should have seen it coming because I think he had the money in the bank for a while at yeah. that point. But, you know, I think I part of me was expecting like the next night or what. Great moment. And I'm glad they actually pulled the trigger on it. Oh, yeah. That um, whole crowd exploded. Oh, my God. Oh my god! And with him actually winning, yeah, mm. no, that was that was fantastic. So that was my number three pick. Um, one last defiant suck it to Undertaker at the end of the era, era match was my number two. <laughs> <laughs> I love that moment. That's with Triple H, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, was that after Shawn Michaels super kicked him too? Yeah, it's okay. like um, it's basically the, that's the last moment of the match. He uh, Undertaker. Uh, doesn't Undertaker tombstones him after that? Yeah, yeah. Right after. Okay. That's yeah, he's kind of on his last leg. He's like just point, right? fading. He looks like he's gonna fall over, and then he just goes, uh-huh. suck it right to him. <laughs> it was a great. That's moment. a great. That is a great moment. And that's when they all kind of like go out like arm in arm, right? Oh, yeah. too. Hmm. Which was supposed to be like, oh, this is the end of an era. Look at this. This should have been the end of. They're all still the wrestling except yep. for Michaels, of course, um, and he's teased every year. Um... My number two <laughs> is going to be a little controversial. Um, it is actually Macho Man and Elizabeth reuniting at WrestleMania 9. I mean, that is a great moment. So I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you there. It's not the Macho Man Warrior match <laughs> where uh, Macho Man landed like nine elbows on Warrior and he still got up. Um, I remember watching that as, oh God, I don't know how old I was, but... I might have been a little too <laughs> I might have been a little too It was an emotional payoff. It was a little bit of emotional payoff <laughs> to see Liz come out and she saves Macho Man. Oh. You know, who was a heel at the time from uh, Sherry Martell. Um, and, you know, they reunite in the ring together. And it was a retirement match also, too. And I was, you know, a total mark for that. I was like, this is the last time we're going to see Macho Man. You know? <laughs> um, so it was a big moment, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, I might have been a little teary-eyed. And that is actually my number two Two, moment. (laughs) Because, yeah, yeah. I'm a mark like that. So, what's your number one? What do you think is my number one? I know I do this to you all the time. 
there's been a lot of manias, man. <laughs> and a lot of moments. Um, I mention it a lot. And the whole world mentions it a lot. Is it the Daniel Bryan moment? No. God, I was not a huge WrestleMania 30 fan. Okay. I really right. wasn't. I, I, the whole world mentions it a lot? As one of their greatest matches of all time. For WrestleMania. Oh, is it the ladder match? No. Well, that's one of the greatest matches of all. No, I'm talking about Michaels and Hall. Oh, no. no. Okay. All right. I well, thought you, hear. for a second, I, I thought you meant the truth. I'm like, that's great. Once again, there's a lot. Yes. Of, so just tell me, Christian. Taker versus Shawn Michaels, too. Oh, okay. All right. Two, huh? Not yeah. one? Well, one was fantastic as yeah. well, but okay. I love the, like I said, with John What Cena. moment, though? It's supposed to be a moment, not you're breaking your own rules <sighs> here. If I had to say a moment, I loved his entrance. Okay. <laughs> Shawn Michaels. Is that the white? Yeah, yes. That's that was amazing. <laughs> with his career on the line. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. That's... But no, that, that match was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. My number one moment was the double turn at WrestleMania 13. Stone Cold passing out in a pool of his own blood to the sharpshooter, refusing to tap out. Mm. You know, the start of the Attitude Era for me. So, um, you know, heart going full heel, Austin now as a babyface, you know, refusing to get I hate up. that they cut that all the time. Where they go, bl- they go black and white, too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. I actually had that shirt. I think it was like blood from a stone or something like that. <laughs> and it's just like Stone Cold's face screaming mm. with blood streaming down. And he bladed like crazy. The amount of blood that was coming out of him was insane. Um, I guess, some backstory, he had never really bladed before. So Brett had to blade for him. And they did not have the okay from uh, McMahon. Oh, okay. So they had to go back in the locker room and sell it as a hard way. Like it didn't actually, they didn't mean for it to happen. So because they were on a strict, like no blood um, thing at that point. So, um, but yeah, just a little backstory. Uh, but yeah, no, that was just such a, I mean, the match itself is one of my favorite mm. matches of all time. But that moment alone, just I've never seen something so well executed storyline wise in the ring. You know, where you just had this complete double turn between the two guys and it just worked out so perfectly and just such an iconic image mm. now, um, you know, and we all know the history that's, you know, next mania, it was Stone Cold, you know, versus Shawn Michaels, you know, and Stone Cold, you know, finally won the title. So, um, but that was, it all started there, his road to WrestleMania. So, but yeah, yeah, that's my number one moment. I mean, honorable mention to, you know, Hogan slamming Andre. Oh yeah, you know I remember trying. Eh, not trying. my, yeah. not what I would consider exciting at the time. Well, I don't even know if you're alive. <laughs> oh, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I was probably eight, I want to say, and I was trying to order the pay per view without my parents' knowledge <laughs> because I really wanted to watch it, and I found out one. The cable provider told me, uh, your parents need to be on the phone with you, so I'm going to need to talk to them. And two, they explained to me, at the time, you needed a special box to order this whole volume. A special box to order a pay-per-view. So I was not able to. But, fun fact, the news actually played the highlights of WrestleMania 3 mm. on the air. Like the 10 o'clock news. Mm. So, which I don't think I've ever seen since. So that's how big that match was at the time. And how over-wrestling was. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that definitely an honorable mention, but I've just seen it so much now that 
you know, mm. at this point I'm numb to it. But yeah, well, those were some of our favorite WrestleMania moments, and hopefully this year we get some more. Yeah, we can only hope with Nakamura and Styles, Charlotte, Oscar, Charlotte. Yes. yes, give us something. Give us something. <laughs> sorry, sorry for being such downers this episode, people. But yeah, it is what it is. It is. <laughs> I'm sure most of you feel the same way that we do. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's gonna do it for this episode. Yeah, we're gonna have to do some shout-outs, right? That's right. These are some of our favorite podcasts right now. Uh, starting with the Naked Porch Podcast. Uh, they are a podcast hosted by Ray, Daniel, and Chris. Three friends who sit down and tackle random topics including Bigfoot, aliens, sex box, sex, sex, toys, the Bible, family, TV, movies, and so much more. How much more could you want? Jesus I Christ. I right? <laughs> <laughs> They're a comedic group. Check them out. They're really fun. We also want to shout out Too Much Scrolling, podcast with all the information you need to survive another week. Movies, books, and news. Check them out. Check them out, man. So we'd also like to shout out our house band that you're hearing right now. Them Guilty Aces. And you know what? The moment has finally come. I think we've been talking about it Praise for, the Lord. God, months <laughs> now. Uh, their video, Jawbreaker, for the first single off their new album is out. Um, go ahead and check it out over on YouTube. Yes. You know, check out their page. Go to iTunes, download their music. Great rockabilly band from Chicago. Rate and review them. Yes. Do all that good stuff. Yeah. And while you're at it, you can rate and review us. You can find us on iTunes. Just look up Amazing Nerd Show. And Podbean. And Podbean. And Stitcher. And Stitcher. And probably some other format that yes. we don't even know about right yep. now. But We're coming. We're, We're coming, coming everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounded dirty. <laughs> Make sure you're following us on Twitter. We're on there constantly. And we're also on Facebook. Yes. And soon, coming soon, Instagram. That's right. It's just lovely pictures of me and my beard. Your very Rusev beard. Though I, I gotta trim this thing, man. No, it's getting, it's no. Getting That's your mania beard. <laughs> Machka. <laughs> You're not trimming that until Rusev is in the main event of WrestleMania. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's right. He might never. It's your beard, man. I don't know. What do you want from me? <laughs> not to give me rules. <laughs> That's gonna do it for this week. I'm Christian. And I'm Damon. Amazing nerd show. Stay nerdy, people. <laughs>